Welcome to The Burnout Show, a weekly conversation with special guests who generously share their burnout stories with us. We also chat with health and wellness experts on how to best navigate burnout when you're in the thick of it, as well as how to avoid it returning. And now here's your host, Jess Jones. Hello and welcome back to The Burnout Show. Today's special guest is Jessica Humphreys from Orico. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Jess. It's an absolute pleasure. Tell our audience today what you do and how and why you started. I am the co-founder and communications director of Orico Agency. So we're a creative comms agency that specialises in uh, social media, graphic design, PR, web design, influencer marketing, kind of the whole suite of digital and creative services. Prior to this, I had another agency on my own called Social Concepts, where we focused specifically on social media and, I guess, working alongside another person I'd met, Leanne, for many years, we kind of realised there was a need to close down our independent agencies and form one together. And I guess that gave us the opportunity. I think you often say as a business owner, if only I knew then what I know now. And so we kind of had the chance to restructure and start over and build the kind of workplace that we really wanted to. Um, that's kind of where we're at today. Amazing. So it sounds very busy. And I know, you know, we're in a place now where we try not to glorify that word or celebrate the type A personality types that we both seem to have and uh, the commitments that we make and the huge goals that we set for ourselves. But I've known you probably about six years now, I'm going to say, almost six years, and um, know what you're like and know how driven you are. So I'm wondering if you've always been a naturally motivated person or did something happen in your life in the past that sort of sparked you into action? That's a great question. I think a lot of it is probably my upbringing. So my parents have been quite young and they, I think, had to kind of prove to the world that they were raising, you know, well-rounded human. Um, And so they kind of prioritised academics at school and grades and a work ethic. And even though I wasn't, you know, the most academic, like they really prioritised education and um, were quite strict on schooling and always wanted me to have a better future. And when I was, I think, 14 and one month old, I got a government permit to start working. And I kind of worked, you know, I think about 20, 25 hours a week throughout high school. And so I was, I've always worked a lot and I've nearly always had two jobs. So whether that was running an agency and lecturing at uni or working in two agencies at once or I guess it it really has formed part of my identity Mm. and I don't really know how not to be like this. Yes, I completely hear you there. Yeah. (laughs) So how do you best manage your time effectively in your business and in your personal life? How do you, do you find that you have a bit of balance now? No, I don't. I think it's something I'm always striving to. Mm. I think for a long period of time, I kind of realised that my entire identity was really so caught up in work um, and then I'd almost lost a little bit of myself. Mm-hmm. And so the last two or three years have kind of had a, you know, I can't call it Jessica's Get a Life project. Yeah. 
was it sounded negative, but it wasn't really. It was more about kind of rediscovering who I am. And I guess the way I like to look at it is um, my business partner, Leanne, she has so many hobbies and a lot of them are quite separate to her skill set at work, whereas my kind of interest still almost align with what I do. Like I love listening to podcasts, funnily enough. I love watching documentaries and reading articles and being across the news. And when I kind of asked my team, you know, what, what do you think my hobbies are? All the things they were listing were really just extensions of work me. Mm. And so as much as this year has been really challenging for a number of reasons, I've seen quite a few positives come out of it for myself personally. I kind of wanted to do a little project at the start of um, COVID and really fill my time because I don't like to not be busy and I don't like not coming to work. So I needed to come up with some little projects to do outside of work. And I kind of discovered art for the first time and I'm not very good, but it's just fun playing around with alcohol, ink and watercolours. And so I've really got into art this year. I love doing yoga. That's kind of the, the activities that really kind of make me happy outside of work. And my dog, I got a dog in December last year, Timber Moon, and she has honestly changed my life. I think the one thing I could say is if someone's struggling with a work-life balance is get a dog because you are forced to unwind and you're forced to take your dog for a walk and even at work like there'd be times and I'd sit at my desk for seven hours and not even get up to go to the toilet mm. where now Tim Bun she comes to work with me every day yeah needs to go to the toilet even if I don't so yes. I kind of got that responsibility and she makes me calm and she makes me happy and yeah amazing I do see that many people say that their pet, you know, mostly dogs is something that's helped them sort of stay grounded and, and focused, you know, taking away the the pressure or the the workload or whatever it is that's stressing them out constantly, that to have a dog or something else to take care of and prioritise has really helped them. Yeah, I think so. And I think like we can find it hard, I think particularly as women, to say, to someone, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that right now because, mm. you know, I've got to finish work or I've got to do this. I can't really say it's because we need it. Yes. Whereas if I say, I'm sorry, my dog needs to go to the bathroom or I need to take my dog home, someone's not really going to say, but do you really? Because that's something that <laughs> needs to happen. Yeah, true. Yeah, so I think that's been something that's really helped me as well, kind of understand to be able to put out, put out boundaries a little bit mm. more. Fantastic. And that's, yeah, definitely something I think we all need to work on is um, setting those boundaries and being really strict with them to preserve our time and our energy. That's really good that you've learned that. So how do you manage overwhelm now when you feel it sort of seeping in? Again, I'd like to say it's still a journey. It's still something Mm. I'm managing. I'm really fortunate to have a solid team of amazing all women at this stage um, around me. And I'd say really in the last three months, like we've spent, spent years building and honing our processes and our values and we've had people come and go as happens in agency. And I'd say we've never had a stronger team as we have right now, really aligned values. And I think for the first time, I think it's a, a realisation that I am, you know, I've, I've got challenges that I need to say when I need help, but also having a team that I can trust. 
So recently, even just last week, I said to my team, I'm really struggling. Can someone take on some stuff for me? And I sat down with my social media manager, Taylor, and we worked through my workload and and she took on certain tasks and delegated other stuff. And I think sometimes when you have so much on your plate, it can be really hard to know where to start. I find for me, mentioning to someone else, whether it be Leanne or Taylor or Ellie or someone else struggling or I need something, um, I've got a lot on my plate today, getting someone else involved with a clear view is just a game changer. Whereas I used to try and do everything myself at every cost. (laughs) Yes. And on that, have you been through burnout yourself? And would you like to share a little bit about that experience? I've been through burnout many times. I don't know for me if it's been like I think often you hear about someone hitting rock bottom. Mm. For me, I feel like in my own experience, burnout is almost like the ocean, like waves crashing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the tide goes in and sometimes it's out. I'd say the two biggest bouts of burnout I've experienced is when I have my former business, Social Concepts, my business had become something that I wasn't enjoying, I wasn't happy with, and I knew I needed to change and just felt so hard and I couldn't find a way out and I was tired and I was irritable and I was like, I don't know what to do. And I had a meeting with my accountants about everything and they kind of said, you know, it is really silly, you and Leanne working side by side, working as partners but not being partners and you're creating so much extra work for yourself, you're invoicing each other back and forth, you're... It's just, it's so much extra work. And I kind of, it was like a light bulb turned on. Mm. And I went to her and I said, hey, like, how do you feel about closing down our businesses and going into business together? I think she was shocked because it's something that we've discussed in the past. We'd always put it in the too hard basket. We both had our reputations. We both had our established brands. And I just said to her, look, no pressure, but if you don't, want to do this with me, I'll be walking away. Um, So it was kind of like no pressure, but here's some pressure. Um, (laughs) And I was like, just think about it and get back to me. She like messaged me that night saying I'm in. (laughs) So amazing. And that was great. And then I guess the other major time of burnout, I'd say, was probably at the start of COVID for me because we'd had a really, I guess, tumultuous 12 months. So we decided to start a new business essentially. We thought it would be just slapping a new name on and changing the values a little bit. It wouldn't be that much, but it was everything. We invested Mm -hmm. in new systems. We spent thousands of dollars on technology. We moved our office about an hour away and we'd always operated in a serviced office where everything was done for us. Mm. For the first time we invested in doing our own fit out from start to finish and it was exciting and amazing. But um, a month after our fit out, the hot water system exploded and destroyed our entire fit out. So we had to start again essentially and then... Christmas happened, then my business partner went away, then we had some issues with uh, we lost a big client because they took things internally, then a staff member quit, then COVID happened and I'd said to my business partner, I am so burnt out, I've never been more tired in my life, I need to take some time off as well. But I couldn't because COVID. Um, And at the start of COVID we had to stand down our staff because all of our clients 
had called us and said they couldn't pay and for work we'd done previously and, and we we respected and understood that and, and we were concerned but equally we were then concerned that we wouldn't be able to pay our staff for future work so mm. made the decision to stand down our staff and for me that was the most that was really challenging like it was just really emotional and I find it interesting when people say you know you shouldn't have emotion in business because for me it's very emotional mm. and that feeling of burnout was just horrendous I think I put my head in the sand I got up and I did work but after work I'd just go home and go to bed every night because I was exhausted and I still haven't had time off to recharge from that experience but I kind of dusted myself off and kept going and yeah here we are staff all back everything's functioning and Mm. I'm still smiling. (laughs) You are. But how did you pull yourself out of the slump? How did you manage the recovery? So you obviously had to keep working as often people do, but how did you sort of repair yourself? I'm not sure I have fully repaired myself, Mm. if if I'm honest. For myself, I know that there are a lot of people relying on me. So when you obviously operate a business like mine, your clients are other businesses who are relying on your support and it is a lot of pressure in both an amazing way and a scary way at times. And having staff and employing people, you know that you're responsible for their lives. Like I have staff, I've had two staff on maternity leave this year. Yeah. had babies, we've had health issues. I think knowing that other people are relying on me is is what makes me keep going, and that might not always be the best thing, but that pressure as well. That's how I keep going. Yeah, and I guess I also started dating someone a year ago, and I think that's made a big difference to my life in the sense that I have a reason to not work, Mm. whereas. I think I've struggled a lot with guilt when I would come home from work. If I still had work to do, I'd be like, oh, my God, I live alone. What am I doing? It's so silly. I should just be working. Whereas now I kind of have a partner to say, hey, like enough's enough. You need to chill out tonight. So I think also having that experience and connecting, I guess, one other thing that I have really done this year where I'm thinking of myself is spending more time in nature. Mm. So, I've always been a massive nature lover, but I've not really delved as deep as I have this year. And I guess the healing benefits of nature, really like learning about moon cycles. And I think for me, I created a lot of rituals. I think rituals are so important, even at night. Like I'm a shocking sleeper. Mm. At night, I like to make myself a big sleepy tea and, you know, do a bit of meditation or listen to a sound healing, you know, have my essential oils. And it's funny. People say, oh, does that stuff really work? It's it's in your head. And I guess my thoughts to that, well, so what if it is in my head? It's in my head. Yeah. It's exactly. making me feel better. Mm. Then that's what I'm going to do. And I found this amazing device that has been really helpful about six months ago. It's like an eye mask, which I sleep with every night, but it's got built-in speakers. Yeah. So I can like listen to a healing at night or like have like little peaceful healing music going throughout the night and I find that that just calms me down and distracts me because before that I was like head hits the pillow list all the things I've got to do tomorrow Mm. and that still happens a little bit but I try not to yeah and in the morning I used to do the same I'd like have my phone next to my bed 
the alarm would go off and look at my phone whereas now the alarm goes off and I make myself hug my dog for five or ten minutes of yeah up. awesome yeah I spoke with a guest recently Jules Galloway a naturopath and she said one of the most important things that she's learned in taking back her day and owning her day is to have bookends so have a ritual that you do each morning that starts your day that has nothing to do with work social media your phone and something at night that is telling yourself that you know it's time for rest it's time for sleep and work is yeah just completely off the cards yeah I love all that stuff like as I said I think just really embracing those things that make me feel good whether it's just a cup of tea and being mindful and sitting outside and staring up at the moon or the stars Mm. those little moments are really what count and I think it's just about being I guess a little bit more present instead of always thinking about the future or what you haven't done and what you Mm. need to get done yeah I guess it doesn't really achieve much does it yeah it's a good opportunity to just stop and pause though yeah take some time for yourself Yes. Yeah, that's great. And what about within your business? What sort of do you recommend any tools or resources or software that really help you stay organized and manage your time effectively? Yes, I'm a big advocate of task management software. Mm-hmm. We've used plenty in our time. And I think we're using the the one that we love the most now, which is called ClickUp. Mm-hmm. It helps us to, I guess, time our tasks to assign different tasks. It's got subtasks, dates. We can see how many hours we're spending on clients when we're over-servicing. I think a really big awakening for me this year was um, about three weeks ago, my business partner and I went away to do a bit of a business retreat and to work on the business. And I guess, you know, when you work in an agency, you kind of have projects and you have time assigned. It was so interesting to look back because I hadn't really being as diligent on keeping track of time because I always want to do a good job and I always want to make my clients feel special. And Mm -hmm. my business partner kind of pointed out that we'd spent an astronomical amount of hours on a few different clients. Mm -hmm. It was sometimes like double the hours they're assigned, if not triple even at time. Yeah. Because it was just busting my chops to get stuff done and to do a gun job. Mm -hmm. And I think that was... We, if we didn't have that technology in place, we wouldn't have been able to see why, like how we're putting in so many extra hours. And I don't think the clients realise that and that's not their fault because they're not asking us to. Sure. This stuff we're doing above and beyond. So I guess as a result, we kind of came back and we're working on ways we can kind of still, you know, deliver exceptional service, but what's the most efficient way of doing that? So I guess working on efficiencies that, that software has enabled us. The other thing that I'd say we invested in more from like a mindful sense is we bought um, annual subscriptions to the Calm app for all of our staff when COVID, um, just after COVID, I think the second lockdown happened. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of we felt like we had to manage everyone and like look after their wellness and well-being as well as just their workload. Yeah. And I think staff appreciated that kind of symbol of us saying, you know, we want to prioritise your wellness as well. Um, I guess aside from that, I don't know if technology is much to help. I think for us, like we have our weekly whips. Yeah. Well, we just discuss everything that's going on. We make it a big deal to have like talk about, you know, wins that we've had, not just in work but in our private life. Yeah. 
and we do our a month, a morning nine at nine, nine minutes at nine every day where we talk about upcoming projects and having that collaboration. I think the concept of collaboration is spoken about so often and not really implemented very well and that's kind of helping us a lot. I really like you know, old school butcher's paper as well and whiteboards in the office. We've got all of that stuff out there, that tactical ID planning. I think all of those resources are really important to kind of manage that, your everyday work life. Yeah, fantastic. Awesome. So, Jessica, what's one piece of advice you would share with someone or one tip that you would share with someone who's going through burnout and listening to this right now? I think establish clear boundaries. That's something that I didn't do and still struggle to do today because I always feel like I didn't set it at the start, so it's too late. I can't set it now. And I guess second to that is reaching out to others for help. I guess clear boundaries and and help from the people around you. It doesn't have to be colleagues. It could be friends or family. Mm -hmm. But you know, that's admitting that I need help or that I need some support has been a game changer for me. And I just can't stress enough that you don't have to do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. It's something I have, a little mantra I have to say to myself every day to remind myself. But I think when you're a type A person, you forget that it's not all on your shoulders. It's a bit egocentric, really. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Sounds like you're learning so much as you go and I hope it continues that way and you don't get yourself into burnout again. Thanks, Jess. Thank you so much for your time today, Jessica. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you're suffering from burnout or want some tips on how to avoid it, join our Facebook group, The Burnout Club Community. If you've gotten something out of today's episode, we'd love your review. Simply click the link in the show notes to share your thoughts. Until next time, go gently.